Yeah, California's a bad place to be right now. You don't want to be there. Have you guys been able to eat in, inside restaurants? No, there's outside dining. Are the beaches open? There's also somewhat inside dining. The beaches are open. Oh. Lots of things are open. Yeah, people don't really care. It's not great. Report from California. People don't care. (laughs) They're like, like, we're on vacation. We paid paid $3,500 for this hotel room, let alone the flights. I'm going to the effing beach. Looks like you've been missing a lot of work lately. I wouldn't say I've been missing it, Bob. Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've come to do. Great, let it lie. That's my policy. Doc, you don't just walk into a store and, and buy plutonium. I'm sorry, Dave. It's an animal thing. Ma'am, I'm sorry to have to tell you your son is watching check. Okay, here we go. Welcome back to another episode of Loose Concept, the loosest conceptual movie podcast on the internet. My name is Elijah Smith. Thank you for joining us today. Also joining us from across the internet, my esteemed co-host, the colonel of calling it like it is, the viceroy <laughs> of vitality, the one and only, Sean dude, Mackey. Oh my gosh, I, I, I can't live up to these each week, dude. <laughs> keep getting better. You can. You got this on lockdown. Yeah, I keep changing. I wouldn't say them if they weren't true. Sean. Yeah, I have to keep changing my Instagram bio each week. I wouldn't say them if they weren't true. I love the Viceroy. <laughs> the Viceroy, that's you. Also joining us on the other end of the line, the Pharaoh of fresh content, the Pope of pop culture, the one Whoa. and only, Rudy Rudolph. What is up? Yeah, I wore uh, cut-off denim jeans in like eighth grade before anybody was wearing cut-off denim jeans. Coffee that, makes, jorts. that makes you the pharaoh of fresh content? No, it makes me the uh, pope of pop culture. Gotcha. I didn't say anything about, your, right? anything about your fashion sense. Oh, well, yeah, I guess that doesn't have anything to do with fashion <laughs> Again, I, with I, I only, uh, only give compliments that are true. Well, thank you, fine sir. <laughs> also, special treat for all our listeners what? today. Treat. Another we're joined by a very, a very special guest. We have so many guests, so many people that want to come on the podcast. We have with us tonight the weirdest wild man on the West Coast, the Sultan <laughs> of Surfing, the Friar of Photography, the Padre of Piloting, the liaison of liberal leftist oh political God. views. <laughs> The grand data of, dude, we get it, you live in California. He's lighter, he's faster, and when that doesn't work, he's nastier. Ladies and gentlemen, Greg Farns. Greg, thank you for joining the pod. Hey guys, I'm just happy to be here. Thanks a lot. That's a lot of names to have to live up to. Take notes, Greg. Take notes, bud. I've been waiting for Greg to come on. I have had all these these names on lockdown, ready to roll. Every week he makes a new name for Greg. Yep. He's sitting yeah. in the shower, shampooing his hair. <laughs> oh, I got another like, one. Yes. I don't know how I feel about that. That's what I think about <laughs> every time I'm in the shower. Greg. What's Greg up to? <laughs> well, you know, water. Greg lives in California. Yeah, they don't, they don't have much of it. Yeah. Well, I've missed you guys. It's nice seeing all your guys' beautiful faces. Seeing human faces? Yeah. Just for the record, uh, Rudy and Greg are not six feet apart from each other right, right. now. They're in the same room. Uh-uh. I'm calling the uh-huh. hotline. I was worried about that. You can't say anything about that because New York is not going to let me leave my house if they know I was here. Uh-oh. Yeah. 14 days in quarantine. Ooh. When I go back, I'm not going to be able to go to the grocery store. Yeah, Orange County, California has not or ever shut down. Just in fact, we have advanced. been writing continually. Everyone just keeps going to Albertsons. This whole, That's because yeah. they're, they're ballers out there. Shout out Laguna. If they hear that Rudy was within uh, a foot of a Californian, uh, Cuomo will come and sit right outside Rudy's front door personally, <laughs> making sure he does not leave the house. <laughs> Chris or that's Andrew? That's what he's running on. Whichever one's running things up there. I don't know. <laughs> There's too many of them. <laughs> or Mario. Mario. Oh, R.I.P. One of those Cuomos. Rest, One of them's up there. power, maybe. <laughs> Speaking of power, are we going there now? Or are Speaking we going of there power, transitions. we're going there later, but that's a tease. We'll call that a tease okay. for now. First and foremost, because, because this is an episode with a guest, we have to do our regular and recurring segment that we do whenever we have guests. This segment is called Constructive Criticism. Dun-dun-dun. Greg, I, 
I assume since we're your best friends that you've listened to the podcast before. Is that correct? Am I correct in assuming that? That is correct. <clears throat> Which one? Cough, cough right in the mic. Always yes. cough right in the mic. As loudly as possible. I'm sorry, I've never done this before. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> The answer is yes. The answer, the answer is, is yes. yes. Okay. So you listen to, do you listen regularly or just, you know, every now and then when someone interesting is on? You're supposed to lie. Yeah, I right? do. I uh, listen to it pretty regularly, actually, until you started doing the superhero stuff. And then, you know, it's kind of all the same from there on out. But, um, you know, as you Great, got more diverse. Like, that was like four months ago. That's good feedback, though. Maybe we shouldn't. No, as episode? you got more diverse, I, I kept, I continued on. What was the last episode? Marvel May has been canceled, the, Rudy. The night's... What's the night? Oh, Night's Tale. Night's Tale. There you go. He's oh, caught okay. up. Yeah. Okay. So you're you're somewhat familiar with our segment, constructive criticism, where you provide constructive criticism for our podcast and what we could be doing better to make it more interesting for you as a listener. Yeah. No. I think uh, <clears throat> I was actually one of your first reviews back in the day. Um, and by the way, Elijah, I think those reviews do do something. I think that people read them <laughs> and then get more inspired by. Other people's quotes and readings, think, like mine. I think you're own. the. F- I think you're the only one who re- who's read them. Maybe can we find Greg's review and read it? To <laughs> yeah, him? I'm. I got. I got it right here. It's. Uh. It's actually really nice. Absolutely outstanding! Exclamation point. These guys really know how to break down a classic and spin it in a whole new light. Period. The dynamics between the hosts creates a fun atmosphere of debate and lively uh, banter while truly getting to the heart of the film. Keep up the good work, guys. I'll be coming back for more. Look at this Ooh. guy. That sounds like what a guy. Okay, just for the record, he's raving. he's none of our dads. That sounds like a, a, a review someone's dad would write about. <laughs> Yeah, they probably like this is one of the hosts. Yeah, yeah, but that was nice, Greg. Getting back to this segment, we got to keep this. We got it. Last episode got completely off the rails. We got to yeah. rein it in for this episode. I even wrote out a rundown. Keep we it are tight. like gonna. Yeah, we're keeping this, keeping this train on the tracks here. Yep. Any any constructive criticism for the boys? You know, I actually stand by my review that you guys create. A very uh, even keel and banter between all three of you. You know, Elijah enjoys the fun, kind of out there movies like Pacific Rim with Nicolas Cage thrown big in. Big fun guy. That's me. And Sean likes those moody, toned, like mud, like really deep, hard-hitting movies. And Rudy's kind of like there in the middle a little bit. And uh, I kind of just enjoy that whole play throughout the whole thing, since you guys all have different points of view when it comes to movies. Um, this segment is really know. just really just a, a big ploy <laughs> to get our guests to say nice things about us yeah. on the microphone. I know. How do we get we get more nice compliments than yeah. criticisms? It's really genius It's really hard when way. you guys are paying my bills. So Yeah, yeah true. True, true, true. Did you say when we're what? We're paying miles? Don't submit that expense report, Rudy. We're not paying for <laughs> I think that true. was a... I think that was a joke. I think that was a joke. That was a joke. That was just insinuating that I'm getting paid to come on here. Yeah. Oh, oh, I see. Well, I don't know anything about that. Sean's in charge of the financing (laughs) for the podcast. He can explain how how you're going to be uh, compensated. You'll see the kickback Um, next month, Greg. We really, really, we really just need a criticism, man. I, really I assume just... since Rudy is there with you that he would be like cleaning your bathroom or something for you. Yeah. Um. I I'd, I'd say you know I've loved the guests stars coming on. Uh, those have been pretty fun. I would enjoy one every week. Um, oh. Just because it adds a little bit more complexity to the whole situation. So uh, you say but we, besides we that, suck, you guys have been we doing suck great. on our own. The yeah, ones we're not good enough. Just us. No, no, no. That's no. No, just I get more, it. You know, diversity. More it's diversity. Fine. I hate myself too. Okay. <laughs> that's not nice. Just kidding. More guests. Myself. Okay. I is like there that. any? Is there any way to turn that into like a twenty-second <laughs> answer instead of a three-minute answer? <laughs> oh, don't worry. It'll sound like the snappiest, snappiest answer in the Southwest. <laughs> Guys, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I'm so nervous. I think it has to do with the fact that my my whole followers and livelihood is going to be affected by this Why? podcast it's not going to be we we don't even have to tag you we'll just put you out we'll put it out there <laughs> your livelihood and you don't 
Well, that's that was all a joke. That was all a joke, guys. I, <laughs> I have believe forty you. followers. Greg's got a secret account. That uh, we gotta tag that one too. Secret influencer account. Sean's got a Patreon account, so it all. It yeah, all just set up my Patreon. <laughs> and Rudy's got an OnlyFans. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're making it work. With and Elijah has a PO box. That's right. For fan well, mail. All right. We'll we'll take the positivity. We'll take the positive vibes. Let's transition into our next segment. Yeah. This segment is called, we only do this with guests who are foreigners, and while you technically live in the same country as us, California really is sort of like a different country from the rest of America, so <laughs> we're going to count you as a foreigner, and we're going to break out what we like to call the California quiz. Yeah, everybody's got serving USA. Yeah, All right. serving on the USA. This is a segment where uh, we quiz you on facts about California, and if you get them wrong, every question you get wrong decreases your Californian citizenship. Deal. So if you get, what, what should we say, 15% per question? Yeah. Every if question you get, you get incorrectly, it decreases your citizenship. And you must get them all right to maintain 100% citizenship. And if you get below... Uh, 75% citizenship, you then have to uh, pledge allegiance to a different state's flag. <laughs> are we talking multiple choice here? or? Uh... Oh, no. These are straight up just questions. Sean, what's going on there? Sean, are you okay? Just <laughs> yeah. trying to list all the rules. Sean's like, there's so many rules. This is a complex podcast. We keep it loose, but it's also complex. But not like complex the the website. <clears throat> Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll be cutting a lot Okay, out. here we go. Question number one of the California quiz. Are you ready, Greg? Are you prepared? I think These I'm are, ready. They're pretty easy. We'll start it off simple. In the 1820s, trappers and settlers from the U.S. and Canada began to arrive in Northern California by way of the Siskiyou Trail, the California Trail, the Oregon Trail, and what other trail? Saskatchewan Trail. Rudy? Wait. Uh, this is to increase no your, your citizenship in California, if you get it correct. Trail of Tears? Sean? Oregon Trail. They already said that. They already said that. Can I just point out that Sam, when you ask Sam questions about Canada, he answered last to correct everybody else. Okay, okay. I should have said what Greg said. We'll fix it in post. It'll sound like you answer last. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, it doesn't really matter because you are all wrong. The answer is the old Spanish trail. (gasps) So, Greg, you are now 85% Californian. Watch out, if it gets below uh, 75, you have to pledge allegiance to a different state. I thought that was supposed to be easy, right? Yeah, that that easy, yeah we're easy, starting easy, it off easy. Yeah. <laughs> Question number two. Where does California rank in population compared to all the other states? Rudy. They rank number one. Sean. Number one. Greg. I'm going to go with number one because the other guys answered so confidently. You're all correct. It is number one. It is the yeah. most populous state in America. Don't ask me why. Probably the weather. <laughs> no, it's because Greg's But there. you wouldn't let's, know much let's, about that. Let's be real. I didn't know much about what? I know much about many things. I got so... Actually, do you think the IRS is listening? Definitely. I got They're a always huge, listening. I got a huge tax return, and I don't know refund? how, and I don't know why. Yeah, refund. Are you sure it's right? But once... Once the numbers go in and the the answer is a big check, I'm like, okay, it's right. (laughs) Okay, question three. Now that we know where California ranks (laughs) population-wise, how does California rank as far as the length of coastline compared to other states? Ooh. Mm. That's a good one. Rudy, we'll let you go first again. Okay, I'm going to say it ranks third. Three, he says. Sean. I'm going to say four. And Greg. I'm going to say second. 
second. Ladies and gentlemen, Greg Farns is no longer a Californian. Oh, oh dun, dun, dun. Rudy was correct. Rudy increases his uh, Californian citizenship oh, once again. Yes. Once again. I'm thinking Florida California and Alaska, California has right? the third longest coastline of all the states. Yes, I would be inclined to agree with you. Florida and Alaska. Maybe Texas? I don't so know. So I'm watching the show Ozark, and they said that the Ozark Lakes has this more coastline than the state of California, the Lake of the Ozarks. Oh, uh, gotcha. Because it's like wow. Smith Mountain Lake, where it's all little fingers. I was thinking Michigan would be up there, but... In the middle of California lies the Central Valley, with coastal mountain ranges in the west, the Sierra Nevada mountains to the east, that Cascade mountain ranges in the north, and what mountains in the south? Saddleback. (laughs) (laughs) Sean says the Saddleback Mountains. (laughs) It looks like he answered like... As if he just found out via Google that it's the Saddleback Mountains. Because it was just like, I did not, I did not search you, it. You did not. Okay, Rudy? I'm gonna say the San Juan Pueblo Mountains. <laughs> it sounds like you're reading it. <laughs> the, San, the San Juan. Oh yes, the famous San Juan Pueblo Mountains. Greg, Greg, you said the Sierra Nevadas were already taken. <laughs> Those are in the east, to the east of the valley. So you're saying south. The Cascade Mountains to the north, Sierra Nevada to the east, the coastal mountain ranges to the west. What mountain ranges to the south of the Central Valley? I'm going to say the Los Angeles Mountains. The Los Los Angeles Mountains is incorrect. (laughs) Dang, what's correct? The Tehachapi Mountains. What the oh, heck? Oh, wow. Greg, Tehachapi. how f- I've never heard of that. How far, you how far you've fallen. Greg is one of the Southwest coastal elites. He doesn't care what goes on I've in the I've also never Central heard Valley. of the coastal mountains either. Well, I think they're just saying generally speaking. The Los Angeles These are ridiculous mountains. questions. Do you like the state, the state bird or something? At least something? I actually like. named an actual mountain range. <laughs> <laughs> Good jobs. Good job, What Sean. did you say, Rudy San Pablo? <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> just made up a word. The Kanye okay. West album. The final question. How many counties are there in California? Rudy. 47. Sean. 60. Greg. I'm going to go with 52. So close. <laughs> so close. You were all right there. 58. Oh. 58 oh. Greg was closest, I guess. One of which is Orange County, where... Rudy and Greg are currently recording from. Well, Greg, I hate to break it to you, but you're going to have to pledge allegiance to a different state now. Which state? What state are you picking? Oregon, as you guys like to call it. Oregon. I live in Oregon. You live in Oregon? Oregon? I live in Oregon, yeah. What about Virginia? I hear a lot of Californians are moving to Oregon because the beaches, the (laughs) waves are... Bigger, better, yeah, and no mention way of taxes. Well, now that Greg is officially from Oregon, Oregon, I don't know the correct pronunciation. Oregon. All of our Oregonian listeners are just like absolutely heated at us right now. All two of them. <laughs> but let's pivot into what we actually know about. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, we don't know anything about it. We don't know anything about anything. Who do we to say? Dude, what is stop. The- what is life, really? Are you okay, Elisha? <laughs> what is okay. the purpose? A couple of red flags. A couple of red flags. Do we need to do a wellness check? No. <laughs> Let's transition into the trailer of the week. This week, we are breaking down the trailer for Project Power. Power, power, speak a little loud. There was a pill. They could give you five minutes. Pure power. I'm embedded with the power. Would you take it? Welcome to Project Power. Our goal is simple. The next evolution of the human species. Here, taking one of those before. It can make you strong. Make you invisible. You never know what Casey nice stuff. Oh really? Power, yeah. Noted YouTuber. 
big cats. The inventor of the, the vlog. It's a huge pull for them. Casey Neistat. Man, what a Your kid has something to do with it. Where do you think they got the formula from? They have my daughter. Maybe we can work together on this. What do you need? You still got the pills on you? It's about to get real noisy. Okay, so that was Project Power. Yeah. The new Jamie Foxx vehicle. Um, basically, the synopsis. Let me look it up. I'll read it, and then I'll edit it so it sounds like I had this prepared. When a pill that gives its users unpredictable superpowers for five minutes hits the streets of New Orleans, a teenage dealer and a local cop must team with an ex-soldier to take down the group responsible for its creation. The teenage dealer is played by Dominique Fishback. The Ooh, local game, huh? local cop is portrayed by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and the ex-soldier is portrayed by, as previously mentioned, Jamie Fox. Guys, how are we feeling about this movie? I'd like to say right off the bat, how did they miss out on using Kanye West's song "Power" for the trailer? I mean, Wouldn't you gotta think. So you gotta better? think they tried to get the licensing on that, right? Yeah, I doubt he yeah. tried to license that. If there's out. if there's one song, if there's one moment in time where the studio is really gonna dig into its pocketbook and shell out for a song to use in their trailer, you gotta think it's that one, right? I mean, yeah, missed opportunity, missed opportunity. Sean, how you feeling? I don't know what to think of it. I think I think it's one of those middle of the road Netflix releases that. Maybe people start but don't finish. That we talk about the trailer for but don't actually watch. Yeah, it's one. Of, mm. I think it's gonna be one of those. There's so many trailers coming out that I just have no intention of seeing. This one though caught my attention. My take was it looks. You know, remember that Bradley Cooper movie, Limitless? Yeah, it yes. looks like Limitless. This looks like what if we made that movie, but also Marvel. <laughs> also, and, like that's Marvel. the whole synopsis. But also sort it's of a- Looper. It does look like it could be a prequel to the Marvel, uh, to the Marvel, to the X Men movies, because like it's everyone has their own power and it's unique to their personality or whatever. So just extrapolate from there. Greg, as our esteemed guest, did you have any thoughts on this trailer? You know, it's actually funny. Um, we usually don't agree on things, but I came up with the same thought process as you, Elijah, thinking this looks like something from Limitless between Marvel, and then I was like, Nah, not Marvel, Looper. And then I was like, "Oh wait, I just think of Looper because of Joseph Gordon-Levitt." <laughs> that's the that's the vibe. He looks like he put on the same face makeup that he had in Looper again, even exactly. though he's not trying to look like Bruce Willis. Dude, what <laughs> happened to Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Why is he doing Netflix movies now? <laughs> he's in Project Power, dog. That's what happened to him. You know how much money they're probably getting for Netflix? Jamie Foxx—they're not doing anything. Yeah, on the cheap. They're shelling out. They're shelling out. <clears throat> Poor guy. It's interesting. I have hopes. High hopes. <laughs> I don't have any hopes. Greg no says hopes for two, this movie. two thumbs up. <laughs> Would you watch Greg if it comes out when it comes out on Netflix? Oh, I'd watch it. No, he's watching. Isn't that a, I'm not really doing anything else. Yeah, isn't that an extremely low barrier to like? Would you watch it for free on Netflix <laughs> right now in in quarantine when you have nothing else going on? That's true. Rudy, in or out? Did we say yeah, I'm in. I, I want to watch it. It's definitely one I'm going to be in. looking for. I think I'm out. I'm, Sean? I'm out. Two two ins, two outs. It's the way it should be. Loose concept, <laughs> fair and balanced. <laughs> Dude, we can't use that catchphrase. It's already taken. Fox News? How did we not trademark that tagline? <laughs> nice, Sean. Before we transition into our feature film of the week, little a little uh, minor thing by way of damage control I'd like to touch on. Last week's episode, Snatch. Uh, for a moment in the trailer of the week segment for that episode, we are discussing um, The Tax Collector, which is a new film by David Ayer, who also directed Suicide Squad. 
And I believe uh, when referring to Suicide Squad, I called it a turd of a movie. <laughs> and I, I would just like to apologize to David Ayer because there is one scene in Suicide Squad that was absolutely transcendent. It featured Will Smith in a target range in full like prisoner release getup, just unloading clips on targets to the tunes of uh, Kanye West's Black Skinhead. And it's just an incredible, incredible two minutes of filmmaking. Um, so it's just a, you, you might call it a diamond in the turd. You know, it's just, <laughs> if you dig through the turd, you can pull out just a diamond. It's a, it's a small one, but it's still a diamond. Did you do the rewatch to find this, or was this something else? Did someone say, no, say I like, just, hey, Elijah, remember this part? I was just listening to Kanye, and that song came uh, on, and I was like, oh, I've made a huge mistake. So my apologies gotcha. to David Ayer. You did, made a good scene in Suicide Squad. One good scene. Shout out, bro. But let's, let's transition into our feature film of the week. This movie was on the list Greg, when he came to us, he gave us a list of like 50 different movies that he wanted to talk about (laughs) or he would be open to talking about and then just left us open to pick it. So, Greg, we'll let you announce it. What movie are we discussing this week on Loose Concept? Ford versus Ferrari. So you're going to build a car to beat Ferrari with a Ford. Correct. guys like us because we're different what are they doing making your car go faster that's more rocket you got a plan tyrese no i thought the whole point was to win the race i don't speak italian but he ain't happy (laughs) insert car revving noises here Wait until the absolute last second to shift gear. (laughs) Keep it on our 7,000. Okay, so Ford versus Ferrari, basically a story about an American car designer and driver who are battling corporate interference and the laws of physics to build a revolutionary race car for Ford in order to defeat uh, Ferrari at the 24 Hours of Le Mans in 1966. Just came up with that off the dome. A little synopsis for you. Beautiful. Greg, we'll start with you. Usually how we go first is we like to say our best and worst thing. Um, but before we before you get into your your what you would think is the best part of this movie, just tell us why was this movie, or maybe the, the two are the same, but why was this movie the, one of the movies that you picked to discuss on the podcast? I'm not really a, too much of like a race car guy. But I did spend a summer working for one of my uncles in a machine shop where he worked on custom hot rods um, for like Chip Foose and for himself as well and other customers. Um, And your uncle was Carol Shelby. Exactly. Knew it. So, no. So I have a, I guess, an affinity for nice looking cars. And uh, Sean, what are you doing with that plant? (laughs) (laughs) Sean's just moving plants around while we're dying. No, sorry. (laughs) He's just sitting there. He's like, oh, Greg, this is nice. Greg's talking. Let me brighten up the place a little bit. (laughs) Purify some airflow. (laughs) I needed more sun. I understand. The photosynthesis absolutely has to happen. It's better than the fish in our dorm, Sean. Because uh, oh, because Rudy and Greg are on West Coast it. time, it, it's still sunny there, so they can get. He's Sean's hoping to get take some of that sun and give it to his plant from across the internet. <laughs> so, sorry to interrupt, Greg. Please carry on about the uh, Ford and saying? whatever. I don't know something about a machine shop. <laughs> I was Thanks, too busy Sean. watching the plant parade across Sean's screen. It's very brief. Let's bounce back. Derailed. Once again. So, I enjoy, I enjoy looking at nice cars. And uh, there were a lot of nice cars in this movie. Um, and... You know, it was just, 
it was unlike a lot of movies that I see today that come out that are just like really quick, no real good storyline or uh, any heavy hitting emotions that's going on in there. Um, this movie had pretty much it all. It had the nostalgia factor. It had the great cast. It had a little bit of history, which I like going into a movie. It was just very well put together. So, so would you say that's the best part of the movie is just the, the summation, all the parts as a whole? I'd say, there's I'd something say, yeah, specific the flow, about it. I think it was, I think it was all the above. It was the whole flow of the movie, um, went really well. Um, which honestly is hard, is hard to see in a lot of movies today for me. Yeah. Mm. That was like a, that well, was like uh, a, a Sean, Sean, <laughs> I was just going to say, no I wonder approve. Sean liked that answer. It's like a Sean, <laughs> Sean type answer. Yeah. Sean type answer. It's really one thing, Craig. Yeah. I've Best been listening thing. to a lot of podcasts. I know, I know, kind of know where to go. Yeah. I have followers <laughs> everywhere. So. <laughs> he's one of sean's disciples rudy what was the best part about the movie for you i, I could do a sean answer i have 50 things that i Please absolutely don't. loved about this movie i'm not going to my favorite part was the trip to italy uh the whole part where you know seeing john Bert. first of all i love john Berthal. he kills it in this role and he's just cool and he's like He's an Italian guy in Italy, an Italian-American guy in Italy, you know, kind of nervous and kind of, like, on edge. And then that scene with Enzo Ferrari where he's, like, reading the contract, asks, you know, whether or not he's able to race if Ford says no. Uh, And he just rips on the deuce, Henry Ford II. It's just great. Super funny. And the politics of it all. Playing uh, Lee Iacocca, noted Allentown native... Oh, really? In town, oh. great. His family, uh, the Iacocas, have a uh, hot dog franchise in the area called Yakos. Ew, that's right. Huh. So, shouts to Yakos. I didn't know yeah. that was a Lee Iacocca. I thought that was like some famous, like like a middling outfielder for some for the Phillies or something. <laughs> something Not like, dog. It's Iacocca, wow. Yep, yep, his family. So, shouts to the Iacocas making... Mighty fine hot dog. That's that's where they actually made all their money. A Lehigh Valley staple, if you will. Sean, best part about the movie. Best part of the movie. I would say whenever Ken Miles or, or Christian Bale is in a car and just his personality, mm. just given, given the vehicle, all it's got. Um, and he always kind of like makes mental notes when they're developing the car that I love. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He's like, woo. Yeah. It was great. Can't have that. I, I don't see anybody else playing Ken Miles. He he played it perfectly, no. and he kind of yeah. was unrecognizable um, in yes. the role. So he crushes it. He's, he he's crushes the goat. It. My best best thing about the movie for me was the uh, the sunglasses. Every person who's in this movie has mm. an absolutely killer set of sunglasses. Ooh. Some of them have two killer sets of sunglasses. Just lots of thick, heavy acetate like. Big framed sunglasses. What about the cowboy hats? Cowboy hats are great. The cowboy hat sunglasses combo also great. The cowboy hat <laughs> is slightly degraded because it's on Matt Damon's head, and we all know how I feel about Matt Damon. Oh, you're so oh, wrong. We will so touch wrong. on touch on that when we get to uh, recast a role, but for now, just leave it at that. The cowboy hat loses lose a few points because it's on. Matt Damon, noted <laughs> man from Boston playing a Texan. Not to get ahead of ourselves, but let's pivot into the worst segment of the movie. Matt Damon was not the worst part of the movie for me. Um, I'll go first this time because it's a snake draft, and I went last on best, so I'm going first on worst. <laughs> Wait, explain it. I, you know, some people don't understand the concept of the snake draft. You got it. Right, Greg's, okay. Greg's new here. He might not understand. He'll never worst, be criticized for under-explaining things. The worst part about... <laughs> okay. Okay. You might, why don't you host this show? <laughs> Next week, you can handle it. The worst part about the movie for me, hands down, across the table, no doubt, is another casting issue. They got my boy, Josh Lucas, playing the bad guy. 
Josh Lucas, <laughs> look at his face. His, he has too kind of a face. He's just like, you look at that face, you're like, that is just like one like good-hearted, kind man. And he just doesn't, it's not believable as like a sniveling, sneaky bad guy. So there's a terrible casting on their part of that and in other areas, but we'll get to that later. But yeah, Josh Lucas is a hero. Don't put don't put him in. He's the boys at Home Depot, dog. He can't be <laughs> he can't be a bad guy. He's in my top five actors. Shout to oh Josh my Lucas. gosh, are you serious? We gotta hear oh, that freaking, someday. I freaking love Josh Lucas. Oh, what are the, what are the other two besides Nick Cage and Shia LaBeouf? Shia LaBeouf is actually not in it. I don't know. Should we should we save this for a different episode? Yeah, we should definitely save this for a different episode. That's a tease. That's a tease for a future episode. You'll have to listen to every episode in the future until we get to the episode where we break that down to hear what the other ones are. But Sean, worst part of the movie? Worst part of the movie, I think, is the the quick um, letdown towards the end off the technicality of them mm. all lining up. And then it mm. you don't really recover from that um, into him passing away in the accident. I think that the the pacing of that last like twenty or thirty minutes could have been different, um, where you mm. give maybe a little bit more of a, a breather because you go from this you know thirty or forty minute um, pace of uh, following Lamans Lamas and um, Lamon Lamon <laughs> cut that out Lamon does the job cut Lamon. it out Lamon um, of, of them following Lamon and then. Um, that technicality ending, and then, you know, the whole movie's building up to that. And I know it's a real story. That's what I love about it. But um, I feel like there could have been a little bit more added to the end to kind of um, maybe have uh, Ken go, come back to his family or something um, to kind of uh, conclude rather than just the kind of maybe abrupt ending that, that it had. Yeah, I feel mm. yeah. So. I feel yeah. Ru- Rudy. Yeah, uh, my worst thing is the CGI, uh, and it's not that the CGI was particularly bad or anything, but anytime they had race scenes where the cars weren't real, they use it quite often. Oh, really? They use fake cars for the race scenes and fake cars for like testing scenes, and you get, I don't know, maybe you didn't notice, but I feel like it was really obvious when I, on the rewatch, and I was like, really, kind of like, it wasn't as good. Anytime there was, they were really showing the racing, it was cooler, and every, anytime it was CGI, it just felt like... I didn't notice that. I took away from it. I didn't notice that at all. Eagle eyes, they call me. You're just, <laughs> you're just a CGI super recognizer, apparently. Yeah. Gregory, what was the worst part of the movie for you? Are you allowed to have two <sighs> worst parts? No. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. You're a guest. We'll allow it. So mine was, and I know it sounds like I keep going off of what you guys are saying. But I actually have it written down here in front of me, and I wrote it last night. So we believe you. Um, the CGI, I would agree with Rudy. Wait, I only noticed wait. it. I, it's saying no CGI were used. What? But that can't be true. <laughs> that's not true. I don't think that's true. The last scene when he's like coming on the home stretch there with the three cars, that looks super CGI. And even any scene where they're like showing the cars zipping around the track. Unless they like sped it up too fast, but it like you could tell it's fake. I don't know. This might be on damage control next year. I'm sticking to my guns, but it might be on damage control. <laughs> I like. Anyways, that. I think future, there was future one... content playing the seed for future content. Love it. Love to see it. Yeah, I'd agree with with one scene where it looked definitely CGI, like I was playing a video game. Um, but I, it was really only one. Um, the rest of the movie is really hard to get mad at, except for, and this is where. Elijah and I are back in our state of equilibrium of disagreeing, where I absolutely hate Josh Lucas, except what? in Secondhand Lions, and that's about it. Oh, um, He's the voice of Home Depot. They made him such an unlikable character, and I already dislike him, so it's, it was really hard to watch him without trying to beat him up in my mind. Oh, I 100% agree that the character is dislike this uh is unlikable, but it's like it's hard to not like him because it's Josh Lucas and he just has those trusting eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I want you I want you to I want you to be my babysitter for any children I may have in the future. <laughs> like that's Josh Lucas. He's more like the babysitter that's going to take the lollipop away from your baby. 
Well, because he knows sugar is bad for babies. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he wants to have all children on a, a plant, plant-based diet because it's healthier. That's just the kind of wow. guy he is. Uh, Sounds like you got more California on that quiz, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's pivot into our next segment. What are some what many people call the meat and the potatoes of the podcast? <clears throat> Cut a scene, add a scene. Yes. Now, Greg, as a guest, mm-hmm. this is a very complex segment. There's a lot of moving pieces and parts that need to be understood. Basically, how this works is in the whole scheme of the movie, you think of all the different scenes and you think of one that you don't like or you thought might be extraneous or you think doesn't really move the storyline, something that just doesn't feel out of place. You cut that scene out. You pick a new scene that you, th- you come up completely in your imagination or something that you want added to and you insert it with the leftover space into that leftover amount of space. So with that understanding in mind, Greg yeah. Carnes, what scene would you cut out of this movie to add what scene back in? Yeah, first off, thanks for the detailed explanation. I think I got it. Um, okay, Mr. You know, California. <laughs> um, this movie is one of those movies that I find so well put together. And as much as I hate all the scenes with Josh Lucas or like <laughs> the deuce, Henry Ford II, you know, being a big business a-hole... Uh, I just I kind of need those guys in the movie, you know, as the uh, protagonist. Is that the word? Antagonist. Antagonist. Gosh, dang it! I need those guys as the antagonist. Um, so honestly, I can't think. I was thinking for the past whole night. I can't think of one scene that I would recast. Or uh, sorry, I can't think of one scene that I would cut. Because this movie is so well made, and that's why it's in my top ten. But oh, sorry, foreshadowing, jumping the gun. My bad. I knew I should. I knew I should explain that segment a little more. You clearly don't fully (laughs) understand it. So you're just you're just gonna uh, avoid that question, Greg, and just answer a different question, a later question instead. I'm jumping on the bandwagon. Skipping ahead. I'm jumping on the bandwagon. I I think James Mangold just did a great job with this film. <laughs> no criticism. Shout to, shout to the Mangold. Let the let the record show. Greg just searched. It was <laughs> who directed was Ford versus movie. Ferrari? Yes. <laughs> Greg, nice. what's your Addison? Well, um, you, oh, my Addison. Are we jumping to that? I told you I should explain that he doesn't understand the segment. People need more explanation of kind of scene out of scene. He's struggling with oh, it. Oh gosh, dang it! You're right. Oh, I was, I'm sorry. I wrote that as a separate line. Always listen to Elijah. <laughs> Thank you, Ailey. My out of scene would be a lot more of. Uh, I'm going to agree with Rudy, uh, John Bernthal, the AKA the Punisher um, from mm. Netflix. I really enjoyed him. And I enjoyed how much they put him in the beginning as uh, being the guy that's kind of here to kind of calm Henry Ford's nerves and kind of create the ideas that's going to expand the Ford legacy into the racing industry. Um, And I'd honestly, they kind of cut him out of the last half of the movie just like almost completely. And I'd Mm -hmm. kind of like to see more of him in action there. Um, Agreed. Agreed. Noted marketing guy, Lee Iacocca. Shouts to the marketing people out there. Like me. Shouts to myself (laughs) for being a marketing person. (laughs) Rudy, do you understand cut a scene out of scene? I I do. I do, yeah. I do know I understand it. Uh, Yes. My cut cut a scene is, the scene I'm cutting is where... uh, Miles, Ken Miles brings his son out to the airport runway when it's all nighttime and it's quiet, and he starts talking to him and explaining to him why, uh, how racing works, and he starts getting all like David Attenborough-y. He's like, <laughs> you just look at the signs, the lines, and they just all blur, and, and the car just rides in nice, and, and it's just like really, 
strange. So I feel like that scene was just like kind of smushed in there to kind of give, I always build love a when someone breaks out an accent on the podcast. Yeah, it's the best. I try to do that. I try to fit one in every episode. But yeah, so I, I, I'm cutting that. That's getting to the uh, chopping block, and I'm adding a scene where I agree with you that Josh Lucas shouldn't been shouldn't have been in that role. Thank Leo Beebe, Leo Beebe, he sucks. And in this movie, he gets one tiny second of like retribution when uh, Carol Shelby, aka Matt Damon, grabs him by the collar and like throws him up against the wall. But it was so like we need a wrench in the head, we need a fist to the (laughs) face. We need a wrench in the head, fist to the face. He needs some kind of major humiliation. You're advocating for the murder of a human being. No podcast. He was just the worst, man. Everything. The the butt kissing, the yeah. you know, the corporate ladderizer. He was just he sucked, so Yeah, so uh that's the scene I'm adding. Yeah. I'm not gonna, gonna disagree with you. Sorry, I was just gonna say more I'm just gonna have another soliloquy on how much how great Josh Lucas is, but uh I think we'll for, <laughs> forego that and uh let you get to yours. Yeah, so I'm cutting out, so the middle, like, hour of the movie has a lot to do with the development of the car after they get approval, and I think some of those scenes, it can kind of, uh, it's a lot of, um, shop talk, <laughs> um, so I'm cutting I out, I love the shop talk, the shop talk with the boys, I'm not cutting out a lot of it, I'm cutting out maybe five or ten minutes <laughs> of the shop talk, <laughs> but I think you guys, calm would. down everybody would approve of my ad which is um we don't have any scenes i don't think of shelby and ken miles kind of racing each other yeah and just their street cars in the the little uh, cobra yeah that would be a great like in fast and furious yeah i just I want, I want a scene before before ken rides into the sunset i think that would be nice <laughs> and really? to help with that ending part is to have a before he passes to um yeah have sort of a race. Stealing from Fast and Furious, but... And then Wiz Khalifa and Charlie Puth starts playing no. in the background, too. I want an actual race. Yeah. I don't want them just riding on the California coastline. It's been a long Do you really want this movie to turn into a Fast and Furious, though? I feel like... Shh, great. Elijah's singing. No, I want a real race. I don't want a... I don't want a draw. Yeah, it's An all-time great song. I mean, I can keep going if you like. Sorry. No, it's not going to be stomping, cheesy, Keep stomping on your response. the sunset. It's going to be an actual race. High stakes type of race. They get to keep the yep. 4 GT. Oh, gotcha. A little, little gambling. Yeah. Gambling action. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. Some one-on-one action. But do you like it? Oh, I like it. I actively like it. <laughs> I would like okay. it more if you had said that uh, Charlie Puth and Wiz Khalifa was going to be playing in the background no. while it happened. But so now I like it a little bit less, but I do still okay. like it. So I know this is gonna this is gonna get some flack, but oh boy, my cut of scene out of scene. Just rewatching this movie, I really realized. I mean, I in the theater, I like I enjoyed it completely. I was totally in. For all two and a half hours of it. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This movie is two and a half hours long about making a race car. A little long. A little long. It's way too long. It's not just a little long. It's way too long. It is an hour too long. I think there needs to be not just one scene cut out. There needs to be a whole plethora of scenes cut out. There's a whole ending on the movie that can get thrown out. There's a bunch of the beginning that like just really doesn't need there to be there. It could have been in like a title card or something. Like here's the backup. Like cut this, cut this down to a solid ninety minute, ninety minute flick, and we are right there. I was like falling asleep on the rewatch. It wasn't great. So what I'm doing is I'm cutting out. I was trying to find a simple way to do this, but I'm chopping off the ending. I think the ending should be as soon as it's clear that Ken Miles is winning the race at Le Mans. I don't want to know about the whole like photography stunt. I don't care about that. I just wanted to be clear that he's he is the best. As once that happens, they cut the scene, you know, whatever. Ken Lamon, you know, do you can do one of those like show the real photo and then the title the like the words come up about what happened or whatever. That's fine. But just chop that whole ending off. And then I'm also chopping out all the family stuff. I don't care about his wife or his son, like unnecessary. It doesn't really have it doesn't really apply to the movie at all. No. Totally like Give me more shop talk, more see, more scenes of them just like 
vibing with the homies, you know. In the hangar. Making making bologna Dude, sandwiches. It can't just be about the homies, bro. It can't just be about this is this is a movie about dudes and cars. Like why do we you know <laughs> we don't need to see small children and women. We just want dudes and cars. <laughs> oh more dudes, gosh. more cars. Just in the hangar there with all the yeah. cars, vibing. You know, talking trash about the marketing dudes, talking trash about yeah. Henry Ford the second, making bologna sandwiches, listening to the radio, <laughs> just making, watching engines run, like stuff like that. That's what I want more of. And I don't want any like family scenes. None of the like, we get it. He's a good dad. Whatever. Cool. I want to see him drive more cars, more cars, 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 engines, bros. <laughs> That's what I want. And 90 minutes. I want it to be 90 minutes long. It's too long. It's way too long. Maybe a scene at the end where they like they like I don't know. He like winks at Ferrari or something. Or like an American flag's flying in the background and he's like <laughs> flips him the bird or something. <laughs> Just a little, <laughs> a little more Americanism in there. Oh gosh. <laughs> it's oh, a no. movie that it's I guess what I'm saying is the movie that's made for dudes like Rather than trying to win an Oscar and like make it this artsy movie, just lean into it being about like dudes and cars. Oh, I totally know? disagree with that idea that it was too long. <laughs> I thought the movie rocked. Just two and a half hours is so long. I can remember pulling it up to watch it. And I was just like, oh man. See, but isn't a lot of that historical though, too? Like a lot yeah. of that stuff did happen. So I think it's hard for them to like cut out like the scene at the end with the, the, fo- the photo, you know? Yeah. And the uh, the whole rivalry. You don't like the fluff. Yeah, no fluff. Bare bones. Just like Cars. Concept. <laughs> That's right. There's no fat on this podcast. We I don't know. Trim I, it down I enjoyed the story the of it, though, because I felt like it was a pretty um, um, developed story, you know, from the beginning to the end on, you know, following Ken, and he's kind of this... Uh, wild card type guy um, and then you're following the whole I think the maybe the parts that might drag um, are kind of the business talk of oh you know this you know Shelby talking about the efficiency of four people touching this piece of paper and the organizational oh, I don't hate that stuff. stuff I'm all for like ragging on the corporate guys <laughs> you can't fit all that other stuff in an hour and a half though I think if you cut out the family stuff, like the drama, and I think if you cut out no the, family, okay. the the Carol Shelby like heart stuff, like why do I need to know that he's got like health issues? Like it's not really essential information. That doctor's appointment scene, cut it out. Anytime where it's like that's coming up, unnecessary. I think you can find a way to trim this down into an hour and a half and still tell the story just as well. You, st- you start cutting all that out, then you don't get the whole story, which is what brings this whole movie together. You know, you start cutting out the family scenes in the beginning, then you don't get in touch with his death at the end, and you take all the emotion out of it and you turn it into a Pacific Rim. Exactly. Or a Fast and yes. Furious. <laughs> yes, that's what I want to That's what I want to happen. <laughs> That's what I liked well, about it. That wasn't fast a fast and furious. furious. There needs to be more uh, ludicrous hacking into like government no. websites and things. <laughs> no, wow. Dude, more Vin Diesel every, speeches about family. Everything's got know, its place, but you want to get rid of the family. I don't want any family scenes unless it's Vin Diesel talking about family. <laughs> then I'm all in on family. Elijah Smith, well, noted anti-family. We've been, <laughs> that's me. Everyone knows that about me. Hate, hate family. We'll get on to my next uh, inflammatory statements here. We're going to move on to recast a role. And I uh, alluded to it earlier, but the one actor that I'm recasting in this film is Matt Damon, taking him out. Wow. He's fine. But again, he's a guy from Boston who's like doing this cheesy southern, like Texas accent. And I just, I don't know. He's got that nose and that face, and it's just, ugh, I can't stand that, Damon. <laughs> You're the worst. You don't get him. Come what on, do you mean man. I don't get him? I get him. I get him 100%. He's just like, uh, he's an oatmeal cookie, cookie of an actor. It's just like, uh, whatever. Oatmeal and raisin? <laughs> no, like not this. even the ravens. Not even the raisins. Just straight oatmeal. Just oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> I'll even eat that. He's got to have some raisins in there. 
Anyway, don't get angry until it, don't get angry until you hear my re, my, my the person I'm casting in that role instead. <clears throat> Replacing Matt Damon in this movie is the one and only Nick Cage. Just kidding. That's a joke. I'm not putting Nick Cage in this movie. How many, Although, how many it, times are you gonna do that? Are you gonna do that every time you should? It every would time. be wild. It would be pretty wild. I was thinking. I was very tempted to do Nick Cage instead of Josh Lucas because I do th- I do want to see Nick Cage play that like no. annoying, uh, annoying marketing guy. But um, no, in for Matt Damon we got another Matt Matthew McConaughey. He's actually a Texan. He actually seems like he would drive a fast car. I don't know. He's like sort of the same. Only a Lincoln though. <laughs> yeah, only a- that's true. I don't know. I just think. Someone like a real Texan in there. You'd have to put on like 85 pounds. He could do it. He could do it. But anyway, that's what I'm saying. Matt Damon coming out, putting him on the bench. Matt, Matthew McConaughey checking into the game. It's my recast of role. I feel like I've been talking for the last like two hours. This is the problem with the snake draft method. I'm taking out Josh Lucas because I agree that I don't think he can play a uh... A villain. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it's just not um, he's too, it's not a sweet he's spot. He's too pure. And I'm putting in. I'm going. I'm going. Um, maybe TV actor uh, Lee Schreiber, who ah. also plays uh, in the Wolverine movies. Interesting. I think he would be a perfect um, perfect Leo BB. Where interesting. He's easy to kind of hate mm-hmm. um, in these <clears throat> movies and. Uh, Already kind of has a history of being a villain. Um, I think he could take on that role really well. I dig that. I dig that. Mm. I'm here for it. That's a good call. Well, I have a Josh Lucas recast drop. But I think mine's better than Sean's. Let's hear it. I'm all for pulling Josh Josh Lucas Lucas. out of this movie. So he's gone. And in his place, I'm putting also a TV actor, Adam Scott from Parks and Recreation, the guy who's Uh a pencil pusher. Uh, And I'm... It's going to be a mix of that character and the character from Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Do you remember that movie where oh, he was like yeah. the boss and he was like a real jerk and a stickler? So some sort of blend between those two characters where he's just like very butt kissy, very, you know, oh, we got it's got to be by the book, boys. Yeah. You know, just annoying. And then easier to like defeat in a final showdown between him and uh, Matt Damon. Adam Scott is one of those guys who just comes off. Just like Matt Damon, just like uh, something about that guy. No, Greg, you're being very silent. You have no opinions on any of this. Oh, I have very strong opinions on every, a lot oh, wow. of that you guys are saying. Um, Please share that. We'll invite you next week to the pod. <laughs> so I'm I'm also taking. <laughs> I think uh, I would take out Josh Lucas, not because of any of your guys' reasons, just because I dislike him. As an actor, okay. um, now you know how I feel about Matt Damon. The only, the only actor that I would hate more in his role is Nicolas okay, Cage. Yeah. <laughs> um, instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take. But you'd still kind of like you'd still kind of like to see it deep down, though, right? <laughs> it might make me hate the character more. In which case, I guess that might get their point across even better. But. <laughs> Uh, I, I just don't really think he should be in, a, in this type of movie regardless. But um, I'm going to take Elijah's Matthew McConaughey and put him as Josh Lucas's character. Um, I thought about that I too. I like Matthew McConaughey a lot more. And they kind of look similar, except yeah. Matthew McConaughey has great hair. I mean, I, I'm going <laughs> to disagree with the great hair part, but I, I think... Oh. I will. I I did think about putting uh, McConaughey in that role because he um, he does. He's very good at being like slimy. Yeah, you know, mm. being slightly slimy, and so I do think he could play that that role well. I like that. Mm-hmm. I dig that. Any other recast of role thoughts before we move on? Before we wrap this puppy I of thought- a podcast up. No, I think I think this would end up just me going on a rant about how great Matt Damon yes. is on this list. I have I don't know if you can see this sheet, but I have half of my notes are how great yes. Shelby's character is in the monologues, in his one-liners, in the close zoom-ins with him with his oh, yeah. cowboy head and sunglasses. He's so he just like plays 
No, he's too melodramatic. It's like people don't actually talk like that. But okay, so here's the thing. I agree that that could be true, but that's part of the reason why I loved the Henry Ford the Second character so much because he was even more melodramatic and he was like acting out in his own life. He was like an right. actor of his own life. And right. It was hilarious. It was so fun to make fun of him. But that's what you needed in that role. You don't like. I don't know. I guess, like, Carol Shelby is supposed to be a car salesman at the end of the day, so, like, he does need that car salesman vibe to him, but uh, just the, the, the scene where he's, uh, Matt Damon is, as Carol Shelby is giving the speech and, like, the sun is setting behind him through, like, the, the four big Ford letters, and he's, like, at, at the press conference, the announcement press conference, whatever, it's just, like... Wrong, but okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> You can't defend your a, case. That was a great speech. He talks about, oh, you know, I can make cars go fast. And then he talks about how, you know. Fast. Fast. That's about as good how, as Matt Damon's accent was. No, it was a good accent. And he was chewing the whole time. I thought that was funny. I thought you were going to comment on that. That was kind of distracting, his chewing. No, I didn't notice that. Didn't notice but I was big chewing. on the speech. Big on the speech. And the sunglasses, the little bolo ties, or the ties with little pins on them. The suits. And the fact that Carol Shelby was just a cool guy in real life and drove around. Like, every time he gets in the car, he just, oh, no doubt. you know, pedal to the metal. It's awesome. No doubt. I think Matt Damon kind of, uh, his character was, in this era, was kind of seen as larger than life. And I think he made this character seem larger than life. Ooh, I like that. Greg. I like every conversation between Greg and I. We're just going to have to agree to disagree at the end of it. <laughs> We'll Let's close out this later. podcast. Answer the most important question in regards to this movie: Is it in your top twenty, Rudy? This movie is in my top twenty. Ooh, where at? Top ten? Uh, it no, not my top ten. Top twenty 15? to ten. Top fifteen. Fifteen to ten. I'm not going to say it's top fifteen because we're too close to episode number twenty, where we're going to do a special secret th- episode where we're not going to talk about what it is we're going to do yet, <laughs> right? But that episode, I, I'll talk about it exactly <laughs> where it is. Wink, wink. Gotcha, gotcha. Sean, it's in the top twenty. Sean, is it in your top twenty? It is in my top twenty. Whoa! Ooh. And it's in the it's in the range of one to twenty. Wow. Ooh. That's such a narrow range in the top 20. <laughs> yeah. Can't believe you narrowed Pretty it down narrow. to that. Greg? Well, top 20? You know, it, you know it's in my top 20 because I sent you the list, and it's coming in at, like, number eight <laughs> wow. in the list there. So pretty wow. high. Yeah. It's, nice. it's not in my top 20. I don't know if it's That's in my top 40. <laughs> maybe top... Maybe top 100. Maybe. Maybe. Possibly. Okay. Clearly the wrong opinion, but whatever. I forgot there's two Pacific Rims. Yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> there are like seven, there are seven Fast and Furiouses. There's a lot of Transformers. A lot of Transformers. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Just kidding. I got to keep some of my movie credibility. I'm going to start have to re- rehabbing my image and just talk about artsy films for a while. Yeah, you yeah. need to rebrand. <laughs> Some highbrow entertainment for you uh, high-class listeners and co-hosts. Well, let's wrap it up. Greg, thank you for joining us. It was a pleasure, as always. You're the sunshine of my life. You brighten my world up. <laughs> stay golden, pony boy. <laughs> stay gold, pony boy. Stay gold. You know, that's what that's what Brent used to say to me a lot. Oh, we're not talking about Brent. Dorm. Shouts Screw to Brent. Brent. <laughs> If he's listening, stop listening. <laughs> I did not like that guy. <laughs> wow, so much hatred on the pod. I'd just like to uh, thank the audience for allowing me to be here and for you guys for having me on yeah, the show. It's been the great. The audience aren't the ones with the podcast. We're the ones with the podcast that invited you to come on it. Thank Rudy. Rudy is the one who flew all the way out to California to be with you so that you would have a microphone to record this in pristine quality. You're basically an That's influencer, right. though, for your audience. You gotta thank the your followers. True. Please subscribe. Greg, That's how just, you stay alive. We just do this times. for the love of the game, for the love of the pod. Our goal should be to have more Instagram followers than we have listeners. <laughs>
Could transition completely into <laughs> influence. Do the math. Yeah, completely into influence. Well, if our interns would keep up with it, maybe we would. <laughs> Losers. Well, let's wrap it up. Greg, Eli- thank you for Eliza, joining us. Eliza, we got to work on your self-talk. <laughs> <laughs> Rudy and Sean, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for all the listeners for listening. Um, we will be back next week discussing another classic. Is it an artsy film? Is it not an artsy film? What movies are, what scenes are we cutting? What scenes are we adding? What roles are we recasting? I don't know. You have to stay tuned and listen to next week's episode. We are going to be breaking down the one and only Sean announce it for us the social network <laughs> the social network the uh, Jesse Eisenberg vehicle and I think there are going to be some takes so we'll see the one thing with Lou's concept you always know there's going to be some takes alright signing off remember everybody Matt Damon is terrible and always keep it loose keep it loose keep it conceptual I'm a little bit bummed, though, you know. I thought we were going to get some money for this. I don't believe a lady has to explain anything to a man this ugly. What was that? I'll break the football C4, sir. What's your record for consecutive questions asked? In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> Hope you get a lot of work, holidays included. Dance yourselves into beautiful, nervous breakdowns.